0: This this should go well. I was going to say the big question is: Are we going to clap?
1: Well, yeah, yeah that's, we that's, that's part of the to. bit. We don't. I know we to. don't have
2: to. We do. We do.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. I'm only I mean, here for
0: the clap. Because <laughs> it's fucking hilarious, and I want to. I want us all to clap like one sec, a half a second apart from each other.
1: It's thank, thank, thank God, I'm not here for, you know, with the clap. Um, <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, you can edit that one out too.
3: Oh no, that's <laughs> going in. <on. laughs>
2: if you must we don't even need to zoom synchronize everything what's wrong with you i know (laughs) this is like this is my the closest i'm ever going to get to being in the beatles habit (laughs) and then hang on you said in the last podcast you were in the beatles again this is the closest i'm going to get to being in the beatles again
1: i mean i've been in a few uh, made by you know vw so that counts also (laughs) um
3: I'm not touching but let's, this. Let's get this over with, then, because right. it just drives me mental every every time. Griff Griff seems to have a disconnect between his brain and his hands. <laughs> and I, hey. I guarantee you, will be more on time than he is, and used the literally the other side of the Atlantic. That's fact, <laughs> right? I, right. I'll so there's a, there's some rules. Don't count along. Okay. Okay. And you, I'm going to clap on four. Use clap on three. And oh. That, Okay, because I you're always a second out ahead ahead of me. So if I uh, just do it, right, eh? okay. Ready? One, two, three. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> to bud and griff's game and creep show this is a bit of an impromptu one because tonight we were actually meant to be playing iconoclasts but we had to uh to cancel it at the last second so we thought why not get keith and scott from the titter pigs who are playing iconoclasts with, with, with griff and uh and one of one of keith's friends to uh to come on our podcast and, and have a chat with us
1: that's what Hi. this is i thought we were playing iconoclasts <laughs> yeah hello I, i'm i'm scott
3: they all know who you are. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> I'm Keith. This the sound of think my voice. I thought your name was Kevin. No, no, that's my
0: alter ego.
3: So it may probably come as no surprise to people that we actually actually are friends and we we play games together, which is why which is why we're all available. And if you heard a dog barking in the background, don't worry. I'm going to go down and kill it once in about the next half an hour. <laughs> is it your um, dog? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ghost dog. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna have a chat with 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 Kevin and Steve. About a spooky things, and hopefully we'll get a, a spooky story off the pair of them. But right I think on. before before we begin,
2: we've got a quiz.
0: Got the quiz? Oh, the quiz! I forgot it's about the quiz. Who's you want to do
2: sophisticated psychological test? Yeah, who's you want to I do mean, first, I'll, Griff? Um, I probably should rephrase like that. Should we should we go with Keith first? Go on. Okay. All right, six, let's do this. six questions, and it has to be the first thing that pops into your head.
0: All right, fine. Okay then,
2: a romantic date with Slenderman or married to Bigfoot?
0: <laughs> romantic date. <laughs> romantic date with Slenderman. Eggs. Don't ask me why.
2: <laughs> Eggs over easy or
0: sunny side up?
2: Over easy. Halloween or Friday the Thirteenth? Halloween all the way. Would you prefer to die stuck up a chimney or after falling down a well?
0: Um, up a chimney? Good, good,
3: answer. <laughs> good That's a terrible answer. It's <laughs> so it's falling down a flippin' well. But it's quick. If yes. you land correctly. You die slowly at <laughs> a chimney. You better you don't light the fire. <laughs> anyway. Oh God, shut up.
0: Don't remind
2: me. Rest oh. Sorry, cr- Griff, carry on. Wrestler crocodile or fist fighter gorilla? Fist fighter gorilla. You must be mad. Fuck yeah, I am.
3: A gorilla could literally pull your arms and legs off without even thinking. It'll be about quick. You. I'm going to lose. It's going to be quick. A, a crocodile can be easily wrestled. These bloody
2: Americans <laughs> think they
3: can fight gorillas. Hey, Is that my the, turn yet?
2: With, with a crocodile, it's it's very easy to keep its mouth shut. Yes, exactly. It's very, open. it's very easy to put. So if you've got an elastic band, you'd be fine. But I, yeah. I'm, I'm helping. I shouldn't help. This is scientific. <laughs> Last question. Alone on the moon or
0: Disneyland with Jack the Ripper? Alone on the moon. I hate fricking Disney.
3: <laughs> oh, but Jack the Ripper's fine.
0: <laughs> I'm good with Jack the Ripper. Yep. <laughs>
3: I mean, I mean is, 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 is Jack the Ripper just like they're going on the rides or is he hunting yeah I mean that's the,
2: the main question here isn't it? It, it I think it depends on what kind of a mood is it. <laughs> he's in
1: he's the one he's the one with the fast pass so you get on quicker
2: <laughs> uh. fair okay oh, then boy. well we'll, we'll analyse those results later but I think they were good answers I don't. I thought they were terrible answers he's on a oh way. I thought they were terrible too <laughs> Okay, then, Scott, your first question. Same rules, first thing that comes into your
0: head. Hand-possessed or foot-possessed? Ooh,
1: hand-possessed.
2: For your birthday, Dibbuk box or a haunted doll?
1: Haunted doll. Adam's family or the monsters? Oh, God, Adam's family, 100%. Mm.
2: That, that's that's the you'd have been booted off the show if you'd have said that. <laughs> <laughs> let's go home. okay then stalked by a horse or blackmailed by a moose
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a blackmailed by a moose mm.
2: <laughs> i think from experience i'd pick stalked by a horse <laughs> 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 Okay. <laughs> Chocolate-covered frogs or honey-covered spiders?
1: Honey-covered spiders.
0: Bleh. I mean... Oh.
2: <laughs> I, 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 could, I could eat either at the moment because I've not had my tea yet. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. And the last question, loved by no one or hated by everyone?
1: Oh. You
2: have the same thing. No? I, well, no, it's I not. think so.
1: Loved by no one. Oh, that's, uh,
2: that's quite sad.
1: <laughs> I mean, I only have two options.
2: Well, you could see you could be hated by everyone, and some of them still love you.
1: Oh, you, you didn't give me a, a third option. No, 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 no. No.
2: It's just logic. I mean, I've been divorced a few times. Yes. <laughs> but no we all sad. know.
1: Oh, okay. Oh. I think I
3: know, I think I know where, where they're at now mentally, Griff. I've done, I've done, the, I've done the calculations. I think yes. Keith needs to be locked up for his own safety.
0: Yes. Fair.
2: Because um, the fact that he thinks he can fist fight a gorilla is just mind-boggling. Yeah. I mean, you've just got to watch Saturday night TV with the um, gorilla boxing matches they have on the Gorilla Boxing Channel. <laughs> no, it's not a good idea.
1: It's not good.
3: Gorillas are ridiculously
2: strong.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah.
3: Honestly, they he, could he, literally tear you in half. But you think oh, you I can know. box one? Well, no. What I think the thing is, you would lose a boxing match really quickly. Someone wouldn't you? Right, and so what, you, I mean,
0: you, like you would punch. with an alligator as soon as it got you in its jaw. If it got know, you in you its can, jaw, you can
3: hold its jaw
0: shut. If you're if you're positioned well and lucky enough, but if it gets you in its jaw and does a death roll, you're fucked. Done. Oop! Lights out.
1: I mean, right. I, either way, you're going to fit up the chimney a lot easier. So it's, it's, you know, a you're not wrong. You.
3: <laughs> You'd be like kindling, they could lay you out like kindling at <laughs> the bottom, couldn't they? Okay, so I think we know what kind of absolute cranks we've got on the show tonight, Griff. Um, so let's go for Scott first. Scott, yes, give us a spooky story.
1: Oh, does UFO related count, or does it need to be?
2: No, yes, please.
3: Absolutely, be- okay. it
1: counts. All right. So many, many years ago, uh, oh God, I was probably 20 or 21. Uh, there was a festival, a music festival that kind of predated um, like uh, Coachella. If you're familiar with, you know, this three-day mm-hmm. music festival out in a desert area, uh, more associated with, you know, people who enjoyed bands like the Grateful Dead. It was called the Rainbow Festival. Um, and essentially it was kind of the equivalent of burning man ish, just, you know, not quite as much, um, modernized as it is. So this was far out in the Eastern desert of California. I don't even remember where it was. It literally was the instructions were written on a piece of paper, go down this highway, make a right at this marker. And then you just drove through the desert until eventually you saw a bunch of half naked people. And so, you know, things were done uh, like as they as they would be at, at festivals like this. And later in the evening, after it got dark, you know, we were just kind of sitting around a campfire. And then way off in the distance was maybe about five or six lights in the sky. And they were in kind of like this this odd formation, not quite a B-shaped formation, but they were, you know, kind of in that pattern. And, you know, immediately you just, you know, we thought, oh, it's it's either military, you know, or mm-hmm. helicopters or something because there is a military base somewhere out there. And so we didn't think anything of it. Of course, you know, other people were like, hey, man, the cops are coming to shut us down, you know, and they're you know, flipping it off and it's still miles away. And as it's getting closer, it kind of it, it, it kind of these these three you know, or sorry, five or six dots kind of like stopped you know, at kind of ahead and we couldn't see any shape. It's just like these bright lights. And then immediately like two or three of them just like started, you know, wavering in these odd patterns, you know, while the other one stayed static. Then they separated, came back together. And, you know, at this time we're, we're kind of freaking out because this is not something that, you know, we're, we're in our twenties. We know how helicopters and airplanes work. This is not something that's supposed to be doing that. And then as they're doing these various patterns of movements, gone, they just take off into the night sky in various directions. And everyone's just besides themselves. Now, the problem with the story is, and Keith is well aware of this because he's been to a Grateful Dead show the next day when we're trying, when we're telling other people about it, you know, it's a bunch of hippies, long (laughs) hair, out in the desert, stinking of patchouli, probably had a few mushrooms or other things that, that previously yeah, ayahuasca, evening.
3: something like yeah. that. Yeah.
1: And so we uh no one would believe us. You know, they just thought we were high and hallucinating. Uh, and we probably were, but those were real. Uh <laughs> so so it's 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 the the it never was I was always interested in UFOs, you know, from my youth, but it was never something that I actively pursued. You know, we Keith and I grew up on uh in search of. You know, that those type of shows and whatnot out here when we were younger, but it was never something that actively sought. But after I witnessed that, then it was just kind of like, I get it now. I get it. You know, there, there's no way that this was an airplane. There's no way this was a helicopter. This was a unidentified flying object that was breaking all the bounds of, you know, physics and reality as we know it. And at that point, now, were they aliens? I don't know. Was it some technology we're not aware of? I don't know. But whatever it was, it made me a believer that there's something, something going on, you know, in our skies that we have no idea what they are or some of us don't. <laughs> Others may have, you know, information or good ideas. And as these things are being uh, unredacted here in the U.S. and you're seeing the, you know, a lot of government officials who have You know pages and pages of this stuff because they're actively pursuing pursuing it that um yeah i mean a hundred percent you know a believer in something you know whether it be you know could be aliens could be something else but ufos in whatever form or fashion you think they are exist without without doubt as far as i'm concerned so but if you do happen to see a ufo Make sure you're not at a Grateful Dead type concert with a bunch of hippies <laughs> because no one's going to believe you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lessons learned. Well, there's
3: no danger of that now, is it? They're all half no. of the dead, aren't they?
1: Yeah. Well, pretty much, but but yeah. So I mean, that's that's one. Uh, that's that's probably the, that's probably the biggest one. I've got more UFO ish type stories, kind of things, and I do like ghost stories or scary stories. But uh, you know, I do have a couple of those. But that's the big one. So mm-hmm. there you go. How
2: How long was that entire experience? Would you say?
1: It was, to the best of my recollection, it was probably anywhere between 30 to 40 minutes. Wow. Because because as they were approaching, and mind you, this is the desert. So it's just flat, you know, uh, hard bedrock as far as you can see with mountains in the distance. It was a clear night. So you can see them approaching. They were approaching from the south. So essentially, you know, they were coming from Mexico because we were near the border. Um, And So it took a while for them to approach. But then when they were relatively overhead, all the the crazy movements, that was probably all of maybe about, you know, less than five minutes. Wow. So the big the big one was just the approach, you know, and then that time kind of like, you know, what what are those? That's not a helicopter. There's no sounds, no nothing. This doesn't make any sense because the way that they were hovering, hovering, they were going too slow to be like a military airplane or something so.
2: What 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 color were they? Were they just bright white lights or
1: bright bright white lights? Uh, I mean, I, again, they they may have been a variant of colors, um, but that could have been you know me. But I do remember them being very bright. Um, so they could have been you know a bright blue or you know bright yellow. But I don't recall. I just remember them being very bright and whitish in their tone.
2: And and last question: Do you remember the rest of the night after? I mean, was there any missing time or?
1: I mean, there was, but not due to the UFOs. Because <laughs> uh, after that, you know, yeah, we had a program said, to say that. I know. I mean, there was there was missing time, but I I, I blame um, you know copious amounts of uh, uh, marijuana and uh, you know psilocybin. Yeah, but no, <laughs> there was. I mean, as far as no one went missing that we know, but I mean, there was there's a good amount of. I want to say there was a couple hundred people here out in this desert thing. So, and no one. It was just a bunch of strangers, people kept to themselves. So no one really knew the entire crowd, but, but the rest of the evening was just spent going, you know, speculating and wondering what the hell this was. And did you see that? And not everyone saw it. That's the weird thing. Not, not, you know, a couple people were off doing something or, or whatever. And some people just flat out didn't see it. And that's, you know, where it's just like, it's there five lights in the sky right above you and you didn't see it. Um, I'm not crazy. (laughs) So
2: it seems to be one of the features of of uh mass witness accounts is not everybody sees it or people disagree on what they saw. Mm -hmm. And they can quite often see radically different things, which is a bit weird that isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, but I I mean at least the people that that I was there hanging out with, we saw the same thing. You mean Um, the other hippies? The other hippies, yeah. Uh.
3: So, so go on, Keith, have you got anything spooky to tell us?
0: Um, yeah, I guess. So like Griff in, in my youth, um, I used to do a lot of ghost hunting, ghost researching. We we used to have some really prime spots in New England. Now, obviously, New England is not as old as merry old England, but we, we had our own fair share of twisted places to go. And I used to go to a place called, um, oh God, what the hell was it? It's, real name we used to call it the munson state hospital um but it, it's had various names it was built in like the 1850s and in my teenage years it was already abandoned uh it was so the old hospital was up on a hill and it was abandoned the new hospital was down on the other side of the road and they were using it and that was called the munson state developmental center and it was in use but we used to go troll around this place in the middle of the night with recorders, we didn't have any like fancy EVP stuff or any of that mm. um, equipment because we just it either didn't exist or we couldn't afford it, you know, at, on teenage allowances and, in you know, cheap employment at the time. But we would go wander these buildings and rummage around. And you want to talk about trolling around and walking around the, the freakiest, spookiest places you can imagine. That is the kind of place that just like makes your skin crawl. Did we see anything? Not necessarily visually see anything. Did we hear or experience things? Oh, absolutely. Every time we would go up there, I mean, could could they have been animals somewhere else in the building and it's echoing? Oh, quite possibly. But you, you put everything in context and I mean, it would make your it would make your skin crawl, chill you to the bone. But what what really sticks with me to these to this day, you know, and this has been. I don't know, 30 odd years later is, you know, walking in some of these buildings, two things, walking in some of these buildings, you would hear audibly hear like shrieks and, and hollers echoing from way off in the distance. And they'd be variable pitch as it echoed through the building. And when you know, you're the only people there, yes, that is quite disconcerting. Sorry about my cat. Um, (laughs) You know, and then the other thing, which was just situationally weird, is along the road, hidden behind a lot of trees were these old bungalows. At least that's what we called them. These houses. We assumed they were for like senior staff. And we were able to get into one of these things because they were abandoned as well. And we found old hospital records for patients. Oh, and this was a, this was a state hospital for um, the insane. Right. Uh, Physically and mentally handicapped, people that became wards of the state. Yeah. You know, we we weren't finding records from like the 1850s or the 1860s or anything like that. But we this is in the late 80s, early 90s. We were finding records from the 50s and 60s and 70s. And we had no idea if these were patients that were discharged or deceased or anything like that. Still don't know. But to find archives just strewn about in what was an old residence. Um, was was quite disconcerting to put everything into context and and looking at these documents and seeing faces and names is, is kind of haunting as well. But, yeah, that place is is one of the creepiest places I've ever been. Just even walking the land now. Th- now that upper area has been completely bulldozed, I think it's been redeveloped. Um, I wouldn't want to live there. I will tell you that. um, just walking the land, um, we did a lot of that too, like not even going in buildings on different occasions. We found the sellers, just the foundational sellers of older buildings. I don't know if they were associated to the facility, which I suspect they probably were, or if they were like older home sites or caretaker homes uh, through you know, through the, the centuries because it was open. At least a hundred years before it moved across the road. So yeah, like I said, I didn't see anything, but hearing stuff, yes, and just a place that is just chill you to the bone. That is the kind of place. Yeah, I love a ghost hunt.
2: I, I know what you mean about about. I mean, I've been on lots and lots of ghost hunts, and when you go looking for it, you you're just never gonna see anything. But I did spend an evening. The only time I th- and I thought I'd witnessed the paranormal was at Warwick Castle, which is a castle just up the road from me, and it's about eight hundred years old. Mm-hmm. And um, I picked the oubliette to do a solo investigation. So I sat next to the oubliette, which is where we used to throw Frenchmen down, <laughs> <laughs> just throw, throw French people there, and then and then sort of ransom them for the family, you know, and if you didn't pay them, we just left them down the hole. (laughs) And and I'd been there about five hours in complete darkness. And it was getting, it was about three o'clock in the morning. I was getting cold and I was thinking nothing's going to happen. And it was then that I heard a woman shouting out and it was like, and it was like almost right by my ear And there was like one of those big sort of slits that you could fire the arrows through and I was parked up against. And I thought at last, at last I've discovered a ghost. And it was then only then as the woman's, the intensity and joy in her voice built up. And I started to hear her say, Stephen, Steve, I I realized it was a couple celebrating an anniversary.
0: Oh (laughs) man. (laughs) No, I mean, I can assure you, we like at, at the various times that we were up there, because we were up there dozens of times over the years, you know, over five or six years. Um, and I had heard different shrieks and yells and hollers and just strange noises on various occasions, cold spots, uh, you know, um, in different places, you know, seeing the medical Uh, In one building, you know, there was um, medical treatment facilities, not just like dormitories, but Mm -hmm. medical treatment facilities, body shoot, the whole nine yards. I mean, just that's
1: that's crazy, though, because, you know, you mentioned finding like the medical records and whatnot. And that's to me, that's a very Hollywood spooky story type thing Mm -hmm. that you never think is done like like people just actually got up and just lock the door on these hospitals and just left all the crap there. We
0: suspected then, and I still suspect today that these were patients that were either uh, long deceased or had been discharged, long discharged. Mm-hmm. And the, they were outside of the, the record, you know, the, the record keeping acts. And this was their holding like they didn't dispose of the records properly. Like they should have and this was kind of like a holding place right until such time as they were supposed to dis, you know dispose of the records properly because they have to keep records you know everybody keeps records for so many years and then they have to dispose of them um and then they just kind of amassed and i mean this was like literally a mass of medical records mm-hmm. bankers boxes just strewn piles of them and then we weren't the first people to go into this, mm. and so they, you know, things were strewn about. So they had been there for a long time and forgotten about. Were you brave enough to do the body shoot? A negative, Ghost Rider. No, no, I'm You,
3: you, you wanted, you'd rather be stuck in a chimney. In a chimney. <laughs> <a> chimney? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you thought this through, Keith.
1: <laughs> I, I, I think that's a good question for your next guess. body shoot or body suit. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: So, I mean, a body, body shoot or a body bag. Yeah. Right. A body a, a body shoot is just the paranormal investigators' version of Disneyland. Right. It's, it's, it's
0: <laughs> no, um, uh, like I said, though it was it was a very creepy place. Um, but it's not a place like I know. Like I said, I think they've they've bulldozed I know they've because I've Google mapped it. They bulldozed everything, but I, I think they're in the process of redeveloping it and probably turning it into, you know, housing of some sort. Right. like Happy Meadows. Else.
2: It'll be called Happy Meadows. I, I oh. Probably. And I <laughs> will never,
1: never the never headstones. You just move <laughs> the headstones.
0: Is your mommy home? It's <laughs> 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 okay. I'll wait here. <sighs> oh, yeah. So, You know, like I said, not not a true traditional ghost story, but that's I, I believe in ghosts, Uh, aliens, not so much. This is a conversation I have with my wife regularly.
1: So, you know, you're a member of the Air Force. Isn't that a requirement? Negative. Uh, uh, Oh, 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 okay. I see where this is going. I'm not in the Space space Force.
3: Get all negatively.
0: Uh, Negative. Negative. Roger, Roger. I
1: I can neither confirm nor (laughs) deny that question being asked of me. Uh, I'm not in the
0: Space Force. I'm in the Chair Force. There's a difference.
3: (laughs) So should we get on to a bit of gaming news?
1: Yes. Let's do it.
3: Go on. So so let's go for it. Let's let these... These upstarts go first, uh, Griff.
1: <laughs> upstarts. <laughs> wow, Scott, we got called upstarts. You believe that? I've been called. Well, no, actually, I haven't. But yeah, upstarts. Something that involves up. But uh, yeah, well, this this is this is you know kid friendly, right?
3: So the um the blessed and the blasphemous um fully kickstarted. I know mm-hmm. Keith's overjoyed because he's actually dead, certainly.
2: I am. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Yes.
3: And they added a stretch goal for 50,000, which it passed, and they got to 58,000. And they just said, we've earned enough that the 60,000 stretch goal was just going to do, which was extra material for the book. And it's actually going to be included in the book. It's not going to be a POD, which that's, I'm
2: very happy about. That's so that's the, that, that's the North African or Cthulhu campaign, is it? It is. That we've talked so, about previously.
0: Yeah, we have talked about I forgot it. to back. <gasps> oh, Griff. Don't worry, you'll be you'll be when they open up the backer kit, you'll be able to pre-order it on the backer kit though. Oh, there'll be a backer uh, back kit. I'm almost positive they're going to do backer kit. Oh, brilliant!
3: Yeah, so that's it. That 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 funded um, a couple of days ago, I believe.
0: Yeah, I think that. Well, as of this recording, it was uh last week, and so I think it closed out on Sunday, the seventh of May. Yeah, I sounds believe. About right Yeah.
3: Yeah, because I say I've backed a, I've backed a couple of Kickstarters by Sons of the Singularity, and I've never seen Kickstarters handled so well. They send they send you a spreadsheet every couple of weeks with exactly where everything's up to, and it's just it's great it's great to see someone actually bothering to do this kind of thing. Yeah. So, other gaming news. gone?
1: Well, hold, hold on. I, we're we're missing a key point of this particular game. Uh, uh-huh. Much much like Keith and I were immortalized. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah,
1: uh, you know, one oh, yeah, Bud is actually going to have his uh, his image uh, his emblazoned uh, on you know in this game. That, have they told you, you know, what you're going to be? Yet? Yeah, I mean, nope. we didn't know. We just. We I'm going to ask them if pictures. I
3: can have the image like this, like this. Well, let me just move my mic back. I'm going to see if I can have the image like this.
2: <laughs> people, I'm, I'm people, serious. Yeah, I'm people, serious. Uh, that's Bud. This, this, on Spotify, they're going to find that quite hard. <laughs> I know, but, but that
3: that's fine because then they'll have to buy the book to work out which one's me. Oh,
2: that's
3: good. Yeah, I was I, up there for thinking.
0: I was thinking about this the other day um, on that long drive back from Alabama. <laughs> if, if. Yeah, ding,
3: ding, ding, yeah right. Ding, I was hearing banjo,
0: ding, so we were leaving. <laughs> um, if, if Bud's likeness was going to be his, you know, his. Um, head and shoulders or if it was just going to be his hands
3: well i think this covers both isn't it like you know like someone like like leaning like this like talking to someone in contemplation
1: yeah yeah so like like the the reverse batman you know we're not going to see the bottom of your face we'll see the (laughs) up upwards and recognize you by i know those hands
0: yeah yeah excellent okay As I'm, I I will say, as I'm editing it, I will, I will think of the characters as, as I'm in the, the important characters as I'm editing it. And I will, if any strike me as a bud type persona, I will, I will throw that at them.
3: You're like a boss kind of thing. Imagine them in a suit and, uh. (laughs) you, so like, boats. Wait. I've you get, like boats? Do you like boats? I, 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 he- I, I have heard of boats. <laughs> I'm aware of boats. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just asking for a friend. That's all. Mm. I got some
0: ideas. Mm.
3: Well, the thing is, I actually couldn't afford to get the $200, which was the top LA one where you could have your portrait. And I backed there and I posted and I said, unfortunately, I couldn't afford that. And then Sons of Singularity reached out to me and said, you've, you've supported us. and." retweeted our stuff so many times over the years, uh, we're going to put a portrait in for free
0: for you. Aww. They're really a good company. Yeah. I yeah. mean, mm. from their customer support, their customer interaction, the way that they, you know, you talked about the spreadsheets, right? That they, mm-hmm. that they provide backers every few weeks. Just Just that project management element. And the fact that I think every Kickstarter project that they have produced has either been on time or within three or four weeks. Uh, you know, if, if they've run over, it's been within three or four weeks. And that was because mm-hmm. of COVID shipping, you know, global shipping delays. Yeah. They're really good. Um, yeah. So if we keep complimenting them, maybe the next Kickstarter, they'll put us all in. Ooh. <laughs>
2: no, well, you didn't, you didn't back it. We did.
3: Oh, well, oh. Keith didn't. He gets a free copy, don't you?
0: I, I do. I, in this case, because I am part of the development team, I, as the I editor, mean, I do get they, a.
1: If there's one complaint, is they're bad with names. Uh, other than that, they're fantastic. <laughs> they are not
3: bad with names. I'm that, right, they're bad with names, Steve.
0: <laughs> Steve, this from, this is from Kevin. Now, um, well, their social so, media presence isn't the best sometimes, right. but so I told, we, we, it, was, it was actually me who told them to go on
3: Twitter. Yeah, and I said because you, you know you do good stuff and people will back your stuff and people will follow you.
1: So, we'll, 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 we'll go ahead and beat it to the punch. So, on behalf of Kevin and Steve, we would like to welcome Grover and Bill. Um, <laughs> yes,
3: welcome Grover and Bill. Bill's my actual name, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but you're but Grover. A nickname.
2: Uh, Grover's my actual name.
3: Uh,
2: <laughs> I'm psyched. Um, All right. That's,
3: what, that's one, that's one um, regret I have that. Do you remember the first Delta Green Kickstarter? One of the backer levels was to get a portrait done by Dennis the Twiller in the book, and they kickstarted it while I was driving home from work, and by the time I got home, they'd made it active and everyone bought them. Oh. Devastated. So, uh, any other gaming news then? I've got some. I've got some. What's that? I've found, I
2: found an exciting game that I didn't know existed. I don't believe you. I did. It's called Ubliet. Um... Coincidentally enough, because we were talking about Oubliettes earlier, and it's
0: part- is it a game or is it a is it an old school like OSR zine? No, it's 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 a it's one of the sort of. I'm
2: not going to say totally new design because it's based on Fate, which you know, it's 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 modernish, but but I, I really think it's a quite a groovy product, and I, I can't believe I didn't come across it before. And in the game, so there's all, like, you know, like the idea of forgotten gods and, like, forgotten men and, like, weird, unique things that get forgotten. And the, well, that's the, what Oubliot means, isn't it? Forgotten. Yeah, forgotten, yeah. You get thrown into a dungeon that's also a city that's also hell, and you have to exist there forevermore. And it's, like, quite horrific and grimdark. And the idea in the game is that you can't, you can't permanently die. You, you can be anything it, you want. You it's D&D 5th edition. It's D&D 5th edition. <laughs> 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 okay. You, you, you can't permanently die. You come back, you get resurrected. So the point of the game is to ha- create a purpose in the horror of eternity that will stop you going batty, do levy. And like like you could play anything like psychic, Titans, Witches, the colour blue. It recommends not playing the colour blue, but you know what I mean? It's it's <laughs> it's a game where and you, you start off as absolute dross and you have to do absolutely horrific things to survive, like eating the mold off the walls, drinking you know make- well, that sounds Flippin' yes. tasty. I see no problem with this so far. <laughs> and the idea is, you sort <laughs> of give it a wall you, 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 you try to work your way up through society until you get something that will keep you going for eternity. That's more. That's more sort of um, satisfying, should we say? Stop you going mad. And it's a really cool game. It's that, so, the setting is absolutely crazy. It really is. It's it's quite horrific and really clever. I like it a lot. I've never even heard of it. It was on special in, in, on, in the week on drive through, and they had a big Kickstarter. It didn't get many people kick-starting it, but it is a really good book, and if you, if you can get your hands on a physical copy, please do, and I'll bite off you. It's really <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: the thing. I mean, you, you devour books, though, don't you? I mean, I would have read literally the first page by now.
0: He would have read the prologue and that's as far as he would have Steady gotten.
3: On. Jesus, the prologue.
1: <laughs> There's this new game called Oubliette. What's it about? There's this new game called Oubliette. <laughs> uh, what more do you want?
0: <laughs> oh my God. I've got I've got one, but okay. I'm like, I'm in Bud's camp. Like I'm a you know, I'm a reviewer too, right? But I'm a slower reader. I'm not a I'm not a voracious reader like Griff. You you're
3: not as slow a reader as me. I, I okay, honestly fair. Pluto Pluto could do an entire trip around the sun quicker than I could read one chapter in a book.
1: <clears throat> but it's not a okay, planet fair. anymore, so it doesn't count. I didn't
3: say it was. I didn't say it was. I just said <laughs> i could do it.
1: He didn't. Uh, um, what
0: that attitude? <laughs> I've been reading off and on for the last couple of weeks, uh, a game called War Stories. Um, it's a RPG about uh World War 2 using the Year 0 engine uh from Uh, Oh my God! Free League, Mm -hmm. you know, under their uh, open gaming license. Oh,
1: people are making Uh, stuff for that now. Cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the company that publishes game um, is Firelock Games, and they're known for doing miniatures. They've got some pirate miniatures games. They've got uh, some skirmish scale pirate skirmish scale. uh, So skirmish scale would be like twenty eight millimeter. World War One pirate games. They've got a. One, I think it's one six hundred scale naval game called Oak and Iron, which I have, which is actually uh, really really fun. And they they ventured into role playing games. Uh, one of their writers decided they wanted to venture that way, and I've been reading the book, and it is a fantastic take on the Year Zero engine using the standard D six dice pool mechanic instead of the later. Adaptation of the skill or the rating system, the ABCD rating system that they use in Twilight 2000. And I also believe it's in uh, the later games in the year zero system uh, from Free League um, uses the the rating system, the ABCD system. And in this game, you you are playing um, not necessarily American soldiers, um, although that is kind of the, the impetus you are playing. You are playing soldiers, but they can be American, they can be English um, you are play obviously the, the, with the core book, you are playing Allied soldiers, but you can also play uh, war correspondents and uh, partisans. so you can have uh, different types of stories you can tell with it fighting the axis so you could be uh, fighting Nazis, you can be fighting Jer- uh, Germans, Geez, those are the Nazis. Um, you can be fighting. That uh, I checked. different... Public school, everyone. <laughs> yeah, right. United States um, public school. Right. Vichy French, <laughs> um, Italians, you know, um, and other sub-axis groups. And I think with later expansions and add-ons to the, to the core game, you, it's going to allow you to take the, the stories to uh, the Pacific and, and recreate or to create stories based in that, um, that theater of operations and also into africa as well north africa it so far i'm i'm not terribly far into the core book it it is absolutely a, a gorgeous book it's very well written very well organized i'm loving every bit of it so far so obviously my review eventually is going to be favorable thus far unless something goes absolutely pear shaped but um so spoiler sorry I oh, wrote the last chapter. Just use the
1: transcription. Yeah,
0: I wrote the last
2: chapter. I forgot to tell you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is, it it is really weird. good. You know, for those that like military themed or historical themed games, I think this is something that's going to appeal to those kind of people. Yeah, and there's
2: not there's not much out there. There's not you know it's not like a not like a swollen market, is it for sort of?
0: No, there's not. There there are a number of. Um, world war two themed games that are using like old DD um mechanics like uh white box world war two or operation white box world war two and some other osr clones that are they're not bad i've played i've read them played them run them but they get very clunky they're trying to force the, the game to fit the theme and vice versa. This just feels so much more organic one to the other. And um, so far it seems to be doing what it says on the tin. So I like it. I'll keep my eye open
3: for that one. So there are yeah. people who just, who just love historical stuff. And the problem I have with it is we already know the outcome. Like no matter what you do in a game that's about World war two, the allies win the war
0: true but let's let me ask you this though or let me let me phrase it this way yes we know the allies win win the war and the nazis you know are defeated and they fade away but it's the it's the stories of the smaller of you know we let's 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 bring the camera focus into a squad of soldiers in in a particular village Fighting their way across France or Luxembourg or wherever, right? Or Northern Italy or North Africa or or the Marines in the Pacific, right? It's let's, let's bring that camera lens down into this, into this focus on this squad. Maybe, maybe they grab, a, you know, a couple of local partisans join up and they work together as a team, or maybe there's a war correspondent embedded with them, the photographer, the news reporter, And it's the story is focused on them, this little small 10 or 12 person unit, Uh, even though you may only have four players, there's these other extent, you know, connected NPCs that happen. If you happen to die as a character, you can grab one of them and then you're still embedded in the story. And it, the focus is on them and their intimate story, Mm -hmm. not the bigger war picture happening because we know what's going to happen, right? It's just like you play anything that's related to. Anything related to um, J.R. Tolkien, right? The Lord of the Rings. We know what happens in the books.
3: I wouldn't right? do that though.
0: <laughs> you all know my reasons.
3: I'm not explaining them again and again. No, 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 you no, all no, know no. My reasons. But,
0: but if we take anything, my re- re- my read diddly- reasons. No, no, no. I know. But if we take anything that's already been written, fantasy, right? That's canon. We know what happens. So it's focusing the camera lens down to a to a smaller focus area and then looking at that smaller area and then seeing where that little story goes. Who cares how it fits into the bigger picture? Because we know how the bigger picture is going to going to pan out and play out in the end.
1: I, I I think that's the philosophy Amazon did when they made Rings of Power. So um. sure. <laughs>
3: yeah. And look how <laughs> successful that was. Oh, do you know what, do you know, do you know the, year, the year zero system, you know, the, um, three leagues dice pool. System. Right. Right. It's really deceptive because you'll, you'll go like, oh, I've got 20 D six and then you'll roll like two successes. It is literally the equivalence of, you know, that bit in the, in the predator where he's got the machine going, he's hosing down trying to, to kill the predator and there's like a hole in the forest at the end, but he hits nothing. Right. It's the equivalence of doing that every time I play. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, But then there'll be that one time that you have like 3D6 and you'll roll like two sixes. So let's talk about this.
0: Roz, who we all know because she plays in our Delta Green game, right? I, and she I plays with I us in other too. games. Um, she hates Free League's D6, Year Zero system. And I'm not, a, I'm not the biggest fan of it. I prefer their later evolution of their engine where they went to the rating system, the ABCD system. Because when you're in an A rating, that's a D12. You have a 50% chance of hitting, getting one success, when you roll a D12. It, you throw a D12, you have a 50% chance of success. I don't care. I'm not a statistician. I, I, I won't even figure out a tip in a restaurant because I don't do public math. I ask my wife to do it.
3: I just don't tip anyone.
0: Well, that's because their tips are already but factored I, in. And
3: said, no, look, I don't tip the bus driver. So why would a tip someone serve me food?
0: I, I, because I mean, in these in the U.S. and that's the job. In the U.S., they get paid two dollars and thirty-seven cents in my state to to serve that's, food. How much? Two dollars and thirty-seven cents. They're getting paid way too much because that is the wage
1: that servers get paid here. No, so, um, but my can, point can is, can I get my name struck from this episode? By the way, just uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> shit, no, 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 I'm Steve gonna have this to together. Stay.
3: I'm going to edit it together, which makes it sound like you really, you really agree with me. I, no, anyways, no, to, I to
1: be fair though, dare. when we went, <laughs> um,
3: When we went to GenCon, I, I tipped everywhere I went, but it's just not really the done thing in the UK. Right, so it's
0: it's a done thing here, unless you're in very specific locations where the salary, the wage of um uh, servers is considerably higher. You know, you know at at a fair wage and tipping is not expected. But like where I live in South Carolina, they get paid $2 and 37 cents an hour with the expectation that they're going to get tipped so they can actually make a living wage. Right, yeah. So, but back on the year zero Mm -hmm. thing, I prefer their later adaptation because as, like I said, with the A rating, it's a 50% chance you're gonna score a success. And then you have a, I think it's a 25% chance that you're going to score two successes on a 10, 11, or 12. So it, has, you, it feels like you have a better success chance. You're, and you're only rolling two dice. You're rolling what your skill is and what your attribute is. That's it. You're rolling two dice. So the better each is rated from a D A is a D12 down to a D, which is a D6. Yeah. So and the better the die, the better the rating, the, the higher the die. And it's just better like than throwing the, buckets. I like
3: percentile stuff. systems. I like just like percentile system. I love You know percentile. where you are with the percentile system. Yeah. I love percentile. And then we've got, we've obviously got Griff quest coming up as yes. well. haven't
0: we? Oh my God. I can't uh, wait uh, to be uh, a play tester in Griff quest. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's, 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 it's Griff forgot he'd said that because he probably hasn't. Listened to I the heard that in the last episode no.
0: and I fell in love with the I idea. Am
3: to, I, I am writing my own game. I am. Can, can, can I you can only imagine what that will be? Can you like. share some more with us? Uh,
0: what's a, a, with the listeners? It, it's, it's, I know I'm putting
2: you on the okay, spot, it, man. It's, it's it uh, strap line. So I like to write the strap line. I spent all week thinking about this. It's what I think makes a good story, which is ordinary people in extraordinary situations. And that's it. That's as far as I've got. Yeah. But it- it's coming along nicely. The, I, I, I'd imagine superheroes. You've got one line that's coming along nicely.
3: Progress. 300 pages on
2: the
1: <laughs> what tier do I need to back in oh, order to get oh, my nice. picture in it? Um, uh, I, I,
2: I, we, we can come up with mate's rates. <laughs> but back to dice, <laughs> I, I can cope with any yeah. dice system, but there is one cardinal sin for me, and companies mm. keep doing it over and over again, and I want to shake. D20? No. Nope. Custom <laughs> dice, oh. where they've got icons. It's a D20. But we'll replace some of the numbers with skulls or lightning bolts. And two lightning bolts and three skulls means this. And like Genesis.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that kind of that kind of winds me up as well. But I don't mind the DCC stuff because they're interesting dice like D D13. Like but that's still
0: like that. That, but that's still a numeric it's a Numeric, Yeah. But where it's a
2: symbol, I'm not very good with symbols. And I played uh Genesis, I played Star Wars and by the end of it i was almost crying i was having to ask people is that good cuz i just didn't i just didn't know what i was doing i was just tell me what it was like i was it was like session 1 when you're 12 of playing dungeons and dragons for the first time just tell me what to roll and tell me what happens it was like that i was going to still don't understand it so yeah, it's so like when I played Savage Worlds that time. It was literally it
3: was one of the grog meets, and the thing is, the game was good. I just didn't understand the system, and I literally just clicked the thing. a of the dice clattered, and people were going, <laughs> "Ooh!" I was like, "Is that bad?" And then I, when I do it again, it clicked, and the always, "Oh, that's better." And it looked exactly the same. It was just dice with symbols, and there was oh. cards, and and have, oh god, it was like have,
0: have, have I expressed my dislike for Savage Worlds before?
1: <laughs> no, and. Um, yeah, but I'm not keen on I I either. enjoyed uh Star Wars from a uh, F- fantasy flight. It it took a while though. Kind of we like can't be Friends anymore. It you know, it's when when you finally <laughs> when the symbol suddenly makes sense, hmm. you're literally like Keanu, you're like I know karate. Yeah. Uh because you see the Matrix.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like uh- have you seen? Right. Have you seen the yellow sign kind but, of thing? Have you after seen the correct symbol?
1: After you know, after you could see the matrix yeah. with it, it. It was a lot of fun, but for the life of me, if if I sat down and tried to play it now, it's been so long, I wouldn't know what they meant anymore. I would have to go back it's, and relearn. It's like
2: having thing. your tarot read. You know, some cards go down. You go. You got the five of the five of cups and the tarot inverted. <laughs> Is that good? Does that
1: mean uh, it? it, it 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 quite literally was a table of six people rolling dice and just looking up at the guy running the game going uh Uh?"
2: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah custom 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 dice when i'm world king i'm gonna ban custom dice in role-playing games and then i am gonna get rid of playing cards next
1: oh Okay, so fantasy yeah. flights are going
2: to be like on the run,
1: and then Savage Worlds, <laughs> then Savage Worlds right after them with their cards. Well, I, I've got something real quick, you know, gaming news wise. What well, kind of gaming related? If you, because I, I know this might be have you got long. have
3: you got your picture and something else, Scott?
1: No, 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 no. I've just I've wrapped up my read through of Dungeon Crawl Classics: Dying Earth, and I absolutely enjoyed it. I, I love th- this game and what what they've done with it. Is Dying
0: Earth the guy? Uh, the is the is that author? Um, Ben A. A.
1: Ronovich. No, that's Jack Vance. Oh, yeah, not not Rivers uh, of
3: J- Jack Van Halen. That's the guy, yeah, Jack
1: Van Halen. Uh, <laughs> it's great. Uh, it's it's not Dungeon Crawl Classics. I mean, it it is. It's their rules, but I mean the what they've done with it. It technically could be its own type of game, uh, oh. just because of how they've modified how magic works. Because Jack Vance, this is the one who created fancy and magic how what dnd is based up the memorization of spells and the losing the the ability to remember them if you cast them depending on how powerful a magician you are and it's great and it's fun but there's so many moving parts with the magic system i can see it be a bit unwieldy uh until you get the feel for it because there's just you know dcc magic on its own can be a bit of a um yeah, like a bit funky if you're using all of their aspects, like you know, Mercurial magic and, and all that stuff. But this one even more so. But uh it's 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 enjoyable. And I had a great time I'm looking forward to running it at Strategicon. But yeah, it it's DC it's DCC esque just because of you know what they use. But uh, but no, it's 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 I, I love it. It's 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 not as an easy a read as Linkmar, and it's not gonna be as appealing just because of the way, you know, Jack Vance is and how the magic system works and, and all the things within that. It's not like a flat out, you know, by the numbers fantasy world. So
2: so with the, um, what, what's the writing like? Because, uh, you know, um, Lovecraft gets a lot of cris- criticism for for his verboseness and some of the words he used, but he's nothing compared to Jack Vance. He's nothing.
1: No, no, Jack, I mean, Jack Vance, I mean, half of every other word is something that you're, did he just made that up? Yeah, he did. Uh, (laughs) you know, he, he's, he's the one where I I honestly think that, you know, that Simpsons got the word in big and from or (laughs) something like that. Cause that's, that's, that's a very Jack Vance type, type word. And, and the, and the other thing is, is when you're reading it, the, the rules at certain parts are written in a Vancean way, which I know they're doing it for color and flourish and whatnot, but it does, Kind of get in the way uh, nothing wrong with being fancy and within the game but um you know but you know i'm trying to learn it uh, i shouldn't have to look up when i'm learning the rules i don't want to be going to a glossary to see what you're what you describe but uh but i mean it wasn't that big of a deal but it just kind of comes and goes as there as you're going through it but but yeah and then other than that i just um i backed the um 'Cause I'm a I'm a sap from most things Morkborg. I did back the uh the Morkborg Samurai game that just Ooh. dropped the other, a few days ago. So called Ronin. Um not much to say about it. I mean it's kind of like Pirate Borg is
3: the as has the O got
0: an no, over it? No, it
1: doesn't. It has the 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 little uh, slash over it. Oh okay. Uh, so it's the proper spelling of, of Ronin, I think.
0: I was about to be disappointed, but now I'm
1: yeah. not. But uh, it's uh I mean it it looks like a Morkborg samurai game kind of like pirate Borg. looks like a pirate samurai game so um it's about 100 pages looking looking forward to it whenever you know it gets here but uh it's just one of those things like i like cyborg i like Mork borg i like pirate borg so why not this this should this has it got that
2: punky devil maker crazy attitude or is it fairly straight
1: um i want to say in just kind of looking at it you know, are you, are you talking about like aesthetically or just the game? The because
2: you know, Mork Borg. If you actually explain, I mean, it's 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 beautiful. It's one of the greatest games ever mm-hmm. written. You can't explain it to people. You have to go. Well, just read it, no. and you'll you'll get how mad it is.
1: I don't think so. It looks more like it's going to be standard things with, you know, samurai and monk, and you're you're fighting, you know, uh, these you know, um, uh, Asian japanese you know theme type monsters oh. uh yokai Yo- 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 um with ronin and shinobi and you know bushido aspects and whatnot um so i think it may be a little bit more you know uh straight line as opposed to more
3: you think it'd be more like you like you like the bride and kill bill
1: possibly i mean it, it it's just looking at some of the pages i mean it does have that mork Borg feel you know, it's not just your standard. Here's a paragraph and a picture. The, you know, the whole book is, is an art piece, but it's not as convoluted as some Morkborg things can be. Uh, so it's, uh, it, it it, I mean, it looks good. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So
2: I'm sold. I'm sold. It uh, is. It it is still on Kickstarter? It,
1: yeah. Ronin by uh, slightly reckless games. And this is the first one they created. So fingers crossed.
2: I like, I, like, I like any game where you can kick a capper, I hope a whole there's capper in it. Don't like, <laughs> kick them and knock the water out of the head.
3: Yeah, and then it makes them defenseless, doesn't it? Yeah. They, they, they're one of the only creatures I remember from Oriental Adventures back in the day, cappers, because they had hollowed out skulls, didn't they? And they had water in them. Yeah.
1: Oh, God, it's been so long since I read that.
2: Yeah. And if you spill the water, it it, it kills them. Or yeah. So, so it's, it's basically fighting a bowl of water. That's <laughs> 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 I mean, a monkey. But not a gorilla, because <laughs> Keith would have
3: well have have the gorilla off, wouldn't he? So he thinks. <laughs> do you know what? I don't say this often, but I would pay to see that. Oh, <laughs> I, would, I, mean, I would pay to see the gorilla rip your arms from the sockets. And I'd go. Do you want know to say? Do you want
1: know to say? I told you. I love you, why you too, Why do you want
3: blood be going? You were right.
1: And and you know who would be saying that? Oh, I'd be, I'd go into this knowing you were right. And then when when you were done, Bud, you know, the last thing Keith would see before everything went black is Janelle standing over and go, yeah, Bud was right. Uh,
3: And then Janelle (laughs) shove him up the chimney. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, going back to, to, to DCC, I've only ever played MCC and I've only ever played it once. And who ran the game? Not me, mm-hmm. Griff. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yes, we went to Burrito Con. And that was also the first time I met Deb, because Deb played in it as well.
2: It was America.
3: It was yeah. America. And, and, and the scenario was called The Mall of the Fountain
2: Thing, which is a great play on words. It's what I mean. It takes me, that took me a week to come up with the title. and then unlock the scenario out in about 25 minutes the thing is he
3: can do complex like like three-dimensional equations by putting pegs in his fingers but then it's like the whole like right you've done your character it took took like three hours of your character think of a name he's like (laughs) tim
1: Tim timorthy his name is timorthy
3: it used to be a thing at our table where people would take whatever soft drink People have brought with them and just used the name of it backwards. So we had lots of Alok, Akok. <laughs> 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 and there, was, there was, used to be a brand of, of, I think it was ginger beer called uh, Idris. And I remember my friend Mark calling his wild mage Idrisia. And we were like, we all knew where you got that from. It wasn't like, it was nothing original. He just stole the name from ginger beer. Hey, don't <laughs> hate. Don't hate. No, well, we was just mocking. It wasn't hate. There's not many people I hate in this world. Mm-hmm.
2: Should we name a few? Let's name them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's, let, you know what? Let's not. We could beep people all out. I don't want to yeah. be on the top of that list. Because uh, I fight you
1: gorillas. Put, when you set up a Patreon, that could be, you know, the top tier. We'll record now, but it's going to cost you 12 bucks a month to hear what it is.
3: So Griff has to go in half an hour. He has a hard out because there's a UFO documentary with his name on okay.
1: it. does not. It's the cat.
0: No, he's going to go to, he's, he's got a. He's got a date to go to Rendlesham Forest and go look for the bloody UFOs again.
1: I I actually probably need to leave around the same time because I got I f- forgot because Julie's gone, but uh, I have to drop Noah off at his D and D game, so there'll be that too. So but we've
3: how much? You know that that would have been much funny if you just said that I have to drop Noah off at well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know Bud's right. That would have been funnier. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, uh, hold on, cut. I have to drop Noah off at his arc. See, you just edit it back in. <laughs> Scott, you get
0: it. Let's talk about Expo. So are you, are you just going to, I, I know you and your eldest daughter are going, you're going to do some shopping. What are, what are you hoping to like pick up, man?
3: Well, I think I'm going to go to the, the bring and buy this time. As quick as I can, because last year, that's where I got the collector's edition of Warhammer 4th edition. Cool. For a good price. And then went and got it an autographed by Ralph Horsley and uh, Dominic McDowell. Very cool. It was Dominic's the head of Cubicle 7, and Ralph Horsley did a lot of the art in it. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I've got a signed copy of something that there was only 1,989 copies of. And it's a very specific number, because... 1989 was the number that I got. Re- it was that was the year it got released. So that's my my main thing is to to, to do that. I'm going to take me me copy of the prosopedia and try and get some of the authors to sign it. You know, and same with Rivers of London because Lloyd and um, Mike Mason, hopefully, right. Um, so so you know, because it's already got Ben Aranovich's signature. So and Paul Fricker, and you know, Lynn Hardy and Lucia okay so that's where we will we'll end it for tonight i think we've come to a nice rounded end point uh you can find uh kevin and steve on their own podcast uh the titty pigs role-playing podcast yes i think that's right isn't that's it? right and yeah um available on all kind of mediocre streaming services Wow, oh.
1: <laughs> Jesus. and and know that we will be more than happy to have a uh, uh, bill and grover uh, on also yeah. We
3: will ask them. As I said, Griff, Griff's real name's Grover, so you know the joke's lost. And my name is actually Bill. <laughs> so there you go. So we we will draw. We'll we'll cut it off there. I say this was an impromptu one because our yeah. game got cancelled. But you know, nice way to fill yeah. the time. And it, and I'll put and I'll put Hughes music here.